Podcast. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And welcome back to Time Out of Mind. A Steely Dan sonorous circumstance. And ladies and gentlemen, bring your flotsam and your jetsam because we are getting nautical. We are talking all things Sail the Waterway, Come Sail the Waterway by Steely Dan. We're putting on our sparries. We're hopping on our airboats. We're going to glide all around together, folks, because we're going to go on this one together. Today is our first example of an unreleased Steely Dan track. There are several of these that we're going to be talking about throughout. They're going to be sprinkled in here and there. You never know when one's going to show there. You never know when one is going to show up in your in your podcast store for you to purchase. So these are unreleased songs. So we're going to play them for you. We'll we'll include a link in the description to where you can find the song too, so you can listen to it on your own accord, so you can get to know it a little bit better before coming and listening to the smartest men that you know talk about this song. So, uh, folks, let's let's dive right in here, Ryan. Sail the Waterway was written in 1972. It was uh, recorded in a pair with another song we'll discuss in several weeks, Dallas. So Dallas and Sail the Waterway, they were recorded by the initial Steely Dan band in 1972 and comprised a Can't Buy a Thrill single. Now, the duo, Walt and Don, labeled these tunes, quote unquote, stink up. Uh-oh, stinky. <laughs> um, Dallas and Sailor Waterway. The melodies are a bit straightforward, and it is not exactly a prototypical Steely Dan song. But let's give it a spin here, get our feet wet, and um, we'll come back and discuss. Say, come on and sail the water away. It feels so good on you. Come on and sail the water away. It feels so good on you. You can tell me your man of means, and I won't believe it's true. Today I seen you selling door to door, and I know it makes it well, you're betting your dollar on the wind and the rain when you put your money down. I say, come on and sail the water away and turn your head around. Come on and sail the water away and turn your head around. You know the tide is high and the westward wind won't quit you. And you know what you got to do. So I have some little snippet of Sail the Waterway there. First impressions. First impression. Just first gun to your head I, I see him behind you donald fagan is there and he wants to know what you think about sail the waterway gun to your head real quick 
one sentence review. It's easy listening. I agree. It's cool. easy listening. It is cool. as uh, I ripped off uh, Wikipedia. It is pleasingly generic. So I think it's important to orient ourselves where Steely Dan was. This was recorded at a time where Donald and Walt were transitioning from being staff songwriters at ABC Records to right songs for Barbara Streisand. Exactly. So this song was designed to slide right onto the AM pop radio in 1972. And by those standards, I think it gets the job done. I mean, that sounds, uh, you know, easy to listen to. And, and I think uh, very at peace with, with the sounds of that time. Your thoughts, Mike? I like this song. And I think it's, it, it feels like Steely Dan. Like it, it in the best way I can describe it is that it, it's, if you told a computer everything that makes a Steely Dan song, a Steely Dan song, this is what it would spit out kind of it it you know like it's not you know, computer's never going to give you something perfect but it's going to get you kind of close this is what i think steely dan kind of sounds like especially to people who don't know steely dan if that makes sense this would be i think a good choice for kind of like a promotional single type thing where it's it's their sound it's what they kind of sound like it's got Fagan on the vocals. The lyrics, okay, fine. The lyrics I'll give aren't great, but I think it's got Fagan on the vocals, and that's sort of an intro thing that you need because I think that's off-putting to a lot of people. I think the music is good. I like the guitar riff. I'm pretty sure it's Baxter, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, Baxter was definitely on Dallas, and I think he was probably on this one too. Um, it's got vibrato, so it's probably Baxter, um, but. I think it's cool. It's 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 a. I think it's it's as you kind of said, it's unobjectionable. Yes. So if this I song was by saying a, about, I see what you're saying about the Steely Dan simulation, but I'm going to disagree because the lyrics here are not up to Paul. Fair. I mean, that's it, fair. That's it's fair. not up to the standard of Steely Dan. I mean, it's very straightforward. Why don't we, can you go through a couple? Yeah, of I can, I can pull up some of the lyrics it's here. It's very blase. Um, talking about sailing. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. You're exactly addiction? right. It's, it's it, the, the premise of this song is essentially, and I think it does a good job of kind of displaying this. It's a nostalgia driven song. Yeah. It's a song, you know, okay. So mild man, he's been around the world. And he tells me everything. He taught me how to tie a sailor's knot. He taught me how to swim. Basically, it's him thinking about his dad and, you know, getting kind of nostalgic about that. And it's something I think as I grow older, you know, I, I can relate to. I, I feel that way about my parents from time to time being nostalgic about the past times and the things I learned from them. I think it's and I think, yeah, the lyrics are simple. They are, they are, are simple, but let's not pretend that Steely Dan is always writing everything incredibly deep all right like they're they write some simple songs like all right dirty work is not in we're talking about dirty work next week like dirty work is not this intensely deep song you know I'll reel it in the years that song is not deep like steely dan yes they're known for their depth and that's why i think a lot of people like them and when we hear my opinions about those other two songs it's going to kind of track with everything that i just said um so i think this song works i think it's a, a pretty good song 
I, and as you said, it's unobjectionable. I, I would have preferred if in the second verse, they revealed that it was a stolen boat and the guy driving it was named Jive Miguel and he was moving to Bogota to pick up a shipment of cocaine. That would get my... If this approval, was a prequel to Glamour Profession and imagine the comeback, if they put that version of this, your version, onto <laughs> Can't Buy a Thrill and then eight years later, Gaucho. Szechuan Dublin's. So, and we find the glorious return of Jive Miguel. <laughs> yeah, the lyrics are cheesy. The lyrics, yeah, the lyrics are cheesy, are cheesy but I think the music's good. What it is, it's it's yacht rock, and that's a term that is a term that we have not thrown around on this podcast too much because we know there's people who will get mad at us, and yacht rock is a very specific thing that arguably didn't start for another four to five years after this song Rod Stort's Sailing maybe would be your first example of Yacht Rock Chris Cross's Sailing was 79 you know and Ryan can you go into a little more detail what I mean when I say Yacht Rock yes so I'd like to just tiptoe around this because there is a very very passionate core of Yacht Rock uh, enthusiasts that I don't want to upset, but I'm going to try and stick to the stick to the the Bible here. So there's a guy named uh, Matt Collier, and I think of him kind of like uh, the Moses of yacht rock. So he goes up, um, he goes up to the Mount Sinai. He he, he came down with the tablets that uh, illustrate what yacht rock is and what it is not. So what it is? Uh, here's some of the tenements of yacht rock. Um, Keep it smooth, even when it grooves with more emphasis on the melody than the beat. Okay, A. B, keep the emotions light, even when the sentiment turns sad, as is so often the case in the world of sensitive yacht rocksmen. And then always keep it catchy, no matter how modest or deeply buried in the track list the tune happens to be. So factors that are relevant to yacht rock, high production value, use of elite Los Angeles-based studio musicians, Jazz and R&B influences. Check. Use of electric piano. Check. Complex and wry lyrics. Not exactly, but hey. Uh, lyrics about heartbroken foolish men, particularly involving the word fool. I think then, you could argue that this constitutes a checkmark. And an upbeat rhythm called the Less doobie so. bounce. But, the doobie bounce. Um, yeah, so I think this song is yacht adjacent how's that sound maybe it's not yacht rock but it's like boat rock <laughs> my pet my pet theory and uh the yahtzees are going to be very upset with me but i think this is perhaps a seminal yacht rock song one of the first yacht rock songs ever created yacht rock really didn't take a didn't gather momentum till you know mid 70s to mid 80s right this came out and was written in 1972 so yeah your thoughts i i agree with you and i think what it has going for it in terms of the bonus for being yacht rock is that it's boat adjacent and you can look at two i mentioned before that are straight up about boats sailing crisscross sailing rod stewart um i think i agree that this is yacht rock um so yeah i i can agree i that that sounds fair to me so 
And speaking of Yacht Rock, today's episode is brought to you by Seized Boats. <laughs> Folks, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and I wish I had time to get away. Ryan, do you ever wish you had time to get away? I think it often. And do you ever wish you could go and hang out on a boat? All, all the time. Now, what about a boat the size of Liechtenstein? <laughs> you have my undivided attention now. And now what if I told you that you could get one of those for cheap from several governments around the world right now? Pennies on the dollar, you say? Pennies on the dollar. And that's what I can save you even more pennies today. Folks, seized yachts are all the rage these days. Supply is high. Inflation is up. So demand is woo down. So you know what that means for you? Low, low, low prices. Prices are down on those mega yachts, baby. Bye, bye, bye. And if you go down to FBI mega, mega yacht lot number one and tell them time out of mind sent you, you'll get $4 off the boats. Now, folks, these are not boats. These are not your rinky-dink rowboats. These are not your teeny tiny pontoon boats. These are not your lucky strike cigarette boats. These are these are boats for a king. And folks, if your PP doesn't work right, let me tell you this. You know what'll make it work? There's two things in this world. It's boner pills and it's on the mega yacht. Alright? And you can go now save four dollars on your mega yacht by using promo code Sail the Waterway. Time out of mind, four dollars off 2022 today. This promo code is only good until April 31st, so use it soon. Use it fast, folks, because this this deal is going away, and you're going to have to pay $4 more for that mega yacht. Ryan, are you going to go down to FBI? FBI seized mega yacht yard number one. Morgan, pack the suitcase. I'm going right after this podcast. Folks, the next several episodes of this show will be recorded from our new mega yachts. We're making oodles and oodles of cash from this podcast yes and we yes. can now afford mega yachts there actually has been a trend with our listeners we have been uh we've been gifted by several of our anonymous listeners handsome venmo donations and i don't know who they're coming from but there's a groundswell of support i think it's because we don't have a patreon but we'd like to keep the momentum of this going so all the listeners out there my venmo is at ryan burke 40 please venmo your venmo me your money keep paying my bills and we will keep bringing you that content you want need and deserve and folks this is once again a reminder please follow us on instagram twitter instagram at steely dan pod no that's not right instagram at time out of mind pod and twitter at steely dan pod let us know your hot takes because God knows I have them. So, Ryan, what's next? So I just want to say to round off the Yacht Rock thing, there are interesting uh, – there, there are subdivisions in Yacht Rock, and I encourage everyone to go to – Mike, share us the website that ranks Yacht Rock songs. Yacht, Y-A-C-H-T, or Nyacht, N-Y-A-C-H-T, dot com where it will, t- it will tell you that five of the top six Yacht Rock songs of all time involved Kenny Loggins and or Michael McDonald. Does this song get ranked on a Yacht or Nyat? Shockingly, it does Nyat. 
Sad, sad. But uh, yeah, there's subgenres of yacht. Dark yacht is exemplified in Joni Mitchell's accidental yacht rock song, uh, The Hissing of the Summer Lawns. Um, but uh, the last thing I'd like to say about yacht rock is there has been a recent resurgence in yacht rock. And uh, this is not my speculation. This is something that I, I read from a yacht rock. Professor. Yeah, um, uh, Sirius XM 311. Yeah, this is a high priest in the Yacht Rock order. Uh, but people have argued that the genre's resurgence, uh, it, it becomes more popular as a function, uh, as an antidote to negativity in the world. So the, the more negative uh, times become, the more popular Yacht Rock becomes. I mean, during the 70s and 80s, it was a perfect soundtrack to ignore the Watergate scandal in Vietnam. And in 2000. Uh, 16 and 20, the uh, explosion of popularity, the resurgence of Yacht Rock uh, was represented by uh, the negativity of, of the Trump campaign and everything that uh, was involved there. But it, it represents a defiant fingers planted firmly within the ears disregard of any and all political unrest. Yacht Rock, it ends war. It ends conflict. Yacht Rock is the cure uh, when you're feeling blue. I agree. You know what else is the cure for that? Valium. Buying a fucking mega yacht. Oh, yeah, that too. So that too. Um, Ryan, you got anything else to say about this song? I don't really like it that much, but I know you do. So let's uh Oh, actually, I do have something to say about this song, actually. I'd like to discuss something with this song. Okay. What albums do you think this could have fit on? Let's say Fagan and Becker didn't think this out al- this song was Stinko. In their words, not ours. What albums do you think this could have fit on? Oh, man, that's if a good any, question. If any, you can say none if you don't think it does. Uh, I'm going to defer to you uh, okay. and see see what your thoughts are. I don't want to steal any thunder here. All right. So I am willing to say that I think there's two albums that this definitely could have fit on for sure. I think this could have and Hot Take should have been on Camp by a Thrill. Sound the hot take alarm. That's the hot take alarm, folks. Lock the gates. Um, folks, we are... I am I am prepared to say this, that this song should have been on Camp by a Thrill instead of one of two tracks. One of them, I don't know if it's a super hot take to say it should have been on there instead of King's. Um, I think it probably fits a little bit better than King's does. I'm not saying King's is a bad song. The other one is the real hot take. This song should have been on there instead of Dirty Work. This song is more Steely Dan than Dirty Work is, and I will stand by that till the day I die. Write it on my gravestone. Put it in my obituary. Michael, I have to say... I have to say, despite this song not having any flugelhorn or Wurlitzer electric piano, it does have Donald Fagan singing. And David Palmer does not sound like Steely Dan. David Palmer sounds like the best president in 24 and not the guy in Steely Dan. And I think that we'll talk about that more next week when we talk about Dirty Work. But I think this is a better Steely Dan song than Dirty Work is. I don't think it's a better song than Dirty Work is. I think it's a better Steely Dan song than Dirty Work is. So that's where I stand on it. And I know you don't like it and that's fine. I also think it probably could have found a place on Countdown to Ecstasy 
and it might have been able to find actually i don't think it could have found a place on pretzel logic no way um so i think it maybe could have found a spot somewhere on countdown ecstasy though but we'll save that one for another day so that is what i got about this one should we move on to the rankings should we move on to our games so ryan i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin one of the games for you right now this song has never been played live interesting they perhaps indicative of the next segment yeah, the next segment we got here is, of course, um, Ryan's Reddit Ranking Reviews, which I think is now a settled upon name because it's been that one for a while and no one's given us more submissions here. So let's uh, go on to that one. So Ryan, as you know, in the year 2020, Ammo Domani, the users of the Steely Dan subreddit ranked every Steely Dan song 1 to 84 and this one was included. This was one of the two unreleased tracks that was indeed included on this one. So, Ryan, where do you think the users ranked this song? Given the lack of lyrical content, the absence of circulation, I'm saying it's pretty low. I will probably speculate that this is out of 84, 75th. This is 83rd. God, 83 out of 84. There's one worse. There is one. Don't spoil it. Below this one. <laughs> wow. This is the worst. This is the worst one. And I was wow. surprised by that because I can think of some that I certainly don't like nearly as much. Admittedly, a lot of them are on early out al- or late albums. Um, but I don't think this deserved quite that bad of a ranking. Well, I'll tell you what, from my personal experience, this is not getting a re-listen from me. It's fine. Hmm. It's tolerable. But I, I don't think I'd put this song on. All right. Well, then Your I thoughts? I, I wish it was available in a high-quality recording. Um, I think that's part of the issue with this song, is that there's not really a good high-fidelity recording of it out there. All you find are rips from the vinyl, which rip vinyl sounds better, sure, but rips from vinyl do not necessarily sound better. So I I wish there was a high quality recording of this song out there somewhere because I'd really like to hear that to really be able to enjoy the instrumentation more. Because I think the Baxter guitar part is very cool. But you're right, the lyrics aren't great, but sometimes you don't want to you just want to listen to a song. You don't want to have to think for it. Yeah, this is this is a numbing agent. It is perfectly song. cromulent music. Mm. So on that note, Ryan, it's time for Hey 19, where we're going to rank every song on a scale of 1 to 19, with 1 being El Toro Oro Tequila and 19 being the Cuervo Gold. Or Guadalajara to the fine Colombia. So Ryan, since you seemingly are going to rank this one lower, where are you going to give this one? I'm going to give it the good old Fat Albert. Three Hayes. Three Hayes. Hey, hey, hey. Congratulations. That is tied for your second lowest ranking. That ties you. That ties with Monkey in Your Soul. Don't remind me. Did BD St. Louis Toodaloo? I, on the other hand, am going to give this one, I think, a decently high score. I'm going to give it nine Hayes, I think. I think that's fair because the okay. mu- I really like the music in it, and to me, no, that it makes sounds it good. It work sounds as a better than song. Soul, yeah. Um, and I mean, there's other versions of this song out there. Denny Doherty did a cover of this song. 
I don't know if it's a, you can call it a cover even, but um, you know, Danny Doherty's done this song, and I don't know if his version is quite as good because it doesn't have the same good instrumentation. So that's basically where I stand. So, so folks, next week we got a hit on our hands. Next week, also, we got a guest on our hands. That's right. We got to make someone else's life so miserable for an hour and made them talk about Steely Dan. Next week, folks, we are talking, of course, about the, the a very popular Steely Dan song, Dirty Work, off of Can't Buy a Thrill. So be sure to check that one out. We'll be back next Wednesday morning for you guys in your podcast apps. Be sure to check that one out with our guest, TJ Goldstuff from the Albany, New York band Fielder, whose album is available now. So you can check that one out. Uh, So folks, be sure to follow along on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to rank us, review us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want more of or less of from this show. Uh, We'll make it happen or we'll do the opposite to piss you off. (laughs) I don't know yet. So, but folks, just remember that the silver may turn to gold. And this has been Time Out of Mind. Podcast.